This is Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, continuing the Canadian tradition of hosting American game shows. <laughs> Next to me on the stage are our Ask Me Another puzzle gurus, Art Chung and Noah Tarno. <laughs> Noah will be back later in the hour, but first let's turn our attention to the man who makes such, such sweet nerd rock music, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello. So this is very exciting. Ask Me Another is kind of like a uh, quiz night, a pub quiz night, but the most well-produced pub quiz night that has ever been heard, right? Yeah, it's, it's not like the crappy pub quizzes that you go to. It's a, it's a nice one. Exactly. Yeah, we have our professional puzzle writer. That, that just means you play games, I right? I just look you stuff just don't, up on Wikipedia. You just yeah. look stuff up on Google? Yes. Is your mother proud of you? Uh, she's as surprised as anyone that uh, you can make a living <laughs> writing puzzles. She's... <laughs> She's still texting me, like, you know, can you get a real job? But <laughs> and you're like, this is a real job. This is a real job. Only in America can you get paid for knowing the uh, names of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Only in America. And what are their names, just so we know? Uh, Michelangelo, uh-huh. Donatello, yeah. Leonardo, yeah. Uh, and Newt Gingrich. <laughs> it's my favorite one. It's my yeah, favorite he's the one, one. with the nunchucks. <laughs> with the nunchucks? Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, do you usually, by the way, travel around just playing uh, trivia pub games? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, so that's what you do. You my tour. main source of income is uh, being a guitarist at pub quizzes. Oh yeah. Uh, last year, I made eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> doing that. And because the thing is, is, as it turns out, the only thing that pays more than uh, working for NPR is being a guitarist at a pub quiz. <laughs> and I'm doing both, so I'm sort of. Uh, you and, know. I, and I bet the endless T-shirts from the pub quiz nights. I have a lot of uh, pub quiz t-shirts. It says a lot of things like, uh, I'm no puzzle. (laughs) Uh, Quiz me now. I don't know. What do they say? Yeah, these are all terrible t-shirt ideas. (laughs) I'm not saying they were the first run. No, no, no. Well, now I have a question for you, Afira. Okay. You are from Canada, is that correct? Where is Canada located exactly? That's an excellent question. Some may say that Canada is not a place, it's a state of mind. Uh, but it is located up, as it turns out, to the insignificant north. Oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of <laughs> the that. insignificant north? Yeah, yes. it's Canada. It's a great place. Have you never been there? <laughs> See, seven people in the audience think it's great. I was there. The weird thing about going to Canada, it seems like you're in the United States when you're in Canada. No offense. Yeah, don't say that to Canadians, by the way. <laughs> they will chop you down like a maple tree. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. You guys ready to start the show? Yes. All right, let's do it. We have our first contestants. Give them a hand, everybody. All right. Hi, Tony. Hi, Tower. Hi, Afira. You're originally from Toronto. I am. Uh, And you are a singer? I do sing. I have sang. Okay, yeah, uh, that would make yeah. you a singer. I'm going to say yes to that. Yes, yes. Did you come to New York with a band? I came with a band. The band broke up. Okay. They all left, and I stayed. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, you showed them. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you could say. No, that's great. And, and you now obviously hang and live in New York, and what uh, do you do here? I now, I'm an event planner. I do karaoke nights. I do the occasional trivia event. I do oh, everything. Yeah, I, yeah, basically, yeah. What's your karaoke song? My karaoke song? I do Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Oh. I can see that would be amazing. I'd like to think so. Yeah, well, this, this is a good game for you then. And we also have Robin Waksberger, everybody. Hello. Hello. 
Now, Robin, I'm told uh, that you do some performance art ghost tours of Brooklyn. Can you tell me about that? Yes. Um, I've been putting together a ghost tour that um, involves two German sugar barons taking folks on tours of bars in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Um, that is very hip. Tickets are not yet available. <laughs> That's how uh, hip it is, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, and also, you, your hobby is fire spinning? What, I don't even know what that is. Uh, poi. Yes. Um, fire spinning, yes. It's, uh, it's, well, it, I take classes where we spin socks around, and then at the end there's a recital where you um, light them on... Well, you don't light them on fire. <laughs> Your socks? You light, you light uh, Kevlar on fire and spin it around to make pretty circles. Wow. Planes. That's yeah. an awesome New York apartment hobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little tiny spaces. All right, well, this first game that we are playing is called B.I. NGO, like the song about a farmer who has this dog, and that's all we know. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about, right, Jonathan? That's the whole it's thing? mostly about the farmer and his dog named Bingo, yes. <laughs> In this game, what's going to happen is we're going to give you some clues to words and names that could fit in that song. B-I-N-G-O, 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 Bingo was the name of So it'll be like that, except it'll be different five-letter word ending in the letter O. So, for example... There was a Texas battle site of 1836, and can you sing its name, O? A-L-A-M-O. That's right. Just once is fine. You don't have to go all the way. (laughs) I appreciate your enthusiasm, but that's way too much singing. Okay, contestants, so you have to ring in and sing, just like I did. I know we all set the bar very high as far as vocal training. Uh, And whichever one of you gets the most questions right, we'll move on to our final Ask Me One More round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Sure. Really bad at spelling, but... (laughs) You'll be fine. It's just five letters. (laughs) And one of them is O. And one of them is O. We've already given you one. There was a dessert brand that Bill Cosby loved, and can you sing its name? Oh, Tony. J E L L O. J E L L O. There was a U.S. base in Cuba, and can you sing its nickname? Oh, Tony. G I T M O. Yes. There was a singer who sang the thong song, and can you sing his name? Oh, Tony. Robin's like, oh, this guy again. S I S Q O. We are all amused that you know that. I'm ashamed. No, I don't know. Never be ashamed. Never be ashamed by the thong song. There was a car whose name means I roll in Latin. And can you sing its name, O? Very carefully written clue there. Tony. V-O-L-V-O. Yes. There was a Supreme Court justice appointed in 2006. And can you sing his name, O? 
A L I T O. A L. That's right. Robin, don't worry. Still, you have still plenty of time to get on the board. Not to worry. Plenty of time. Okay. Thank you. There was a kind of acid found in protein, and can you sing its name? A M I N O A. There was an antibiotic that's good for anthrax, and can you sing its name? Oh, Tony. C I P R O. (laughs) The most delightful children's song. (laughs) All right. Well, it looks like. Tony, you are moving on to our final round. Ask me one more at the end of the show. Big hand to Robin, everybody, our fantastic contestant. Thank you, Tony. I was a young boy. I'd follow the path down past the dunes to the sea. There on the warm sandy beaches we'd lie The furry old lobsters and me They'd whistle and squeal as they ran through the waves So sleek, so furry and fair But now when I go down to see my old friends The beaches are empty and bare Sing hey Heidi ho where the old lobster go And his body's so furry and brown Sing ho, Heidi, hey, have they all gone away? For we haven't seen many around. No, we haven't seen many around. No, we haven't seen many around. Jonathan Colton with a song that also acts as a bit of a hint as to who our mystery guest is. It does, yes, for those in the know. In yes. the know, in deep in the know. And now is the time when we talk about our mystery guest. It's my little Nancy Drew moment. Near the end of each show, we bring a special guest up. We have them reveal themselves in a little interview and then surprise them with a trivia game written just for them. Art, do you have another hint as to who our mystery guest is? I do, Afira. Our mystery guest is a true Renaissance man. He's been a cheesemonger, a literary agent, and a traffic counter. But these days, he's probably best known for being a doomsday prophet. So look out. That sounds like a good game that we could run. Cheesemonger, literary agent, or traffic (laughs) counter. (laughs) Sounds like a good one. Okay, thanks, Art. Very interesting. Do you take your spice rack and put it in alphabetical order? If so, I want to meet you. To be a contestant on Ask Me Another, reach us on Facebook or Twitter by searching NPR Ask Me Another, or you can send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org, and we'll send you a questionnaire, and maybe it will be the beginning of a beautiful quizzed-based relationship. Coming up, we'll pour poetry into your cereal bowl. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. You're 
listening to Ask Me Another, answering questions since 2012. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is puzzler extraordinaire, Noah Tarno. Hello. Thank you, Ophira. Hi, thank you. Thank you for being a puzzler extraordinaire. I worked hard to get here today. I know, I don't use that lightly either. Sometimes they just say puzzle good guy. Yeah, Yeah. extraordinaire is a big deal. Extraordinaire. Okay, Should we meet our contestants? I would love to Let's meet, meet our, our contestants, contestants everybody. We have Adam Hussein. Hello. And Carla DeVries. Hello. So, Carla, I am told through my intense research department uh, that you work at the Met Museum. That is my favorite job on the planet I that I could imagine. Yes. That, so, what do you do at the Met? I work on the jewelry that goes in the gift shop. Oh, nice. Fun. Yeah. Everyone's like, Ooh, what's your discount? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. And what's your favorite thing about working at the Met? Any, do you get to go behind the scenes? Or? I do. Um, lots of behind the scenes. I've gotten to touch real artwork. I thought you're not Very supposed exciting. to do that. Yeah, you're not, but behind the scenes, you everyone's touching things. Like yeah. Licking. yeah. <laughs> um, Have you ever licked Van Gogh's ear before? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I'm so excited to have you here, Carla. Welcome. Thank you. And Adam Hussein. Hello, Adam. Hello. Now, I'm really into this idea that you have a crazy hobby. Uh, I do. I do uh, aerial dance. So uh, There was we... a gasp in the crowd. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, there's a uh, workout space in uh, Bushwick called House of Yes, where I go, and it's a uh, three stories high ceiling, and we attach fabric to the ceiling and climb up. It's a great workout, and occasionally I get to uh, fall from the top, rolling down and dancing up there. So you fall down from the fabric and then dance up? Somewhat connected to it, not just let go. That sounds crazy. Do you have a special move, like that's the Adam Hussein move? Yes, the uh, double ankle drop. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. You just, <laughs> you, you wrap both your ankles together and you just sort of let go like you were in a bungee cord, but you're just sort of snapping back. Wow, that sounds insane. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Well, good. You guys are you're risk takers, which <laughs> makes you good quiz people. Especially for this next quiz, because it is about haikus, or has to do with haikus. So, Adam and Carla, I don't know if either of you have ever studied at a Shinto Buddhist temple in Japan. (laughs) Who hasn't? (laughs) But if you have, it might come in handy. Because this game is called Breakfast Cereal Haiku. Uh, If you know, or if you don't know, a haiku is a classic Japanese-style poem of three lines, exactly 17 syllables. Five, seven, and five. Now, I am going to read to you some haiku about various breakfast cereals. For each one, all you have to do is name the cereal brand. For example, trio of spokes imps, a most loquacious breakfast when you pour on milk. (laughs) Ophira? Ding. Yes? Uh, That would be Rice Krispies. That would be Rice Krispies. Who doesn't know their spokes imps? Who doesn't know their spokes imps? Who doesn't know what loquacious means? (laughs) So basically, that's it. Contestants, ring in when or if you know the answer. Whoever gets more right moves on to our Ask Me One More final round. All right, here we go. A scoop of dried fruit. A second scoop of dried fruit plus digestive flakes. I believe it was Carla. Raisin Bran? Raisin Bran is correct. Well done. All right, next one. Yellow, pillow-shaped. 
spokesperson from the high seas rubs the palate raw. Yes, Carla, again. <laughs> Captain Crunch? I'm going to give it to you. It's Cap'n oh, Crunch. Cap'n. But we will give you He's trying to Captain Crunch. <laughs> He's not really a captain. <laughs> Next one. Petite Crunchy Rings. Flavored with insect products plus edible seeds. Was it Carla Ophira? It was Adam. It was Adam this time. Adam. Honey Nut Cheerios? Honey Nut Cheerios, yes. It's a honey of an O. Not ordinary. And the symbol for thousand. Hawked to dieters. Yes, Adam. Special K? Special K, indeed. Fiend in a black cape. <laughs> I want to see if Carla can get this. Count Chocula? Count Chocula is right! <laughs> that, one, that one's not quite a haiku, it's a high. It's just the first, uh, first line. All right. Based on candy bar. <laughs> really? Adam. Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Crunch? It's not really what it's called, but we're going to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Reese's Puffs, they are called. We will give it to you. Based on Candy Bar, Chocolate and Jelly's Pal. All right, I should uh, mention right now that the score is tied. It is tied. (laughs) When it comes to cereals, we know what's going on. That's right. We have a cereal situation. Gary Neon Hughes. Green and some weird shade of orange. What fruit looks like this? Carla. Apple Jacks? Apple Jacks is right. That means in a very close game, Carla, Carla wins. Yeah, Carla, well done. What a tight game, Adam. Fantastic work. Thank you. Well done, Carla. You'll be moving on to our final elimination round. Ask me one more at the end of the show. Thank you guys so much. Great game. (laughs) Nice work, Noah. Thank you very much, Ophira. Noah, can you give our audience one more clue as to who our mystery guest is? I would love to. Fantastic. This person has appeared on more than one television show. In fact... You might know him from a show you might watch on a daily basis, or a show you may watch when you are bored, perhaps to a fatal extent. All right. Let's welcome our next two contestants, Jamie Freed and Tom Kelso. Hi, Tom Kelso. Hello, Ophira. Do you have some experience in the theater being on stage in the past? Uh, quite a bit. I've done shows in Louisiana, New, uh, here in New York, Chicago, Balmer. As an actor or? Both uh, as an actor and backstage. Oh, really? Okay. Any theatrical experience situation that particularly comes to mind that you'd like to share? <laughs> I was the first person to appear on stage in America doing a Václav Havel play. Whoa. Thank you. <laughs> Jamie Freed. I can't follow that. I haven't really done anything yet. <laughs> Give, like it time. Right. Give it time. Give it time. Right. Um, have you ever been on a game show before? Not really. I was on Million Dollar Password, but not really. Like when they were 
building the show and figuring it all out. So I got to go on the sound stage with Regis and stuff, but like there was no real money involved or any like this, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. There's a, there's a lot at stake here. No, no, no. There is. There is your reputation, all kinds of things. Um, no, of course. Okay, so you helped develop a show. I, I, I was just I was a bartender and I had nothing to do during the day. So my friend said they give you fifty bucks to come fake play a game show, and it was and so I did. I love your life, Jamie. I'm gonna say oh, that right off. <laughs> and you just finished nursing school? Yes, I did. All right. You may be able to use these skills in our next game. Let's first welcome back our puzzle expert, Art Chung. And this is a game that we call On With Their Heads. That's right, Ophira. I'm going to give you a word and a letter, and you're going to anagram them together to make another word. Now, the catch is that that word put in front of the word head will form a familiar word or phrase. For example, if I gave you the word rev plus the letter O, you would mix all the letters up and you would get over or overhead. Art. The rules to this game are so complicated that it makes me afraid and a little bit angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Jonathan, this is over your head. It is over my head. It is over, your head. over my head. Oh. <laughs> I'm just reading the lines. I don't know. <laughs> Remember, you're anagramming the letters we give you to form a word that precedes the word head. And here's a tip. The letter we give you is always the first letter of the new word. So ring in when you know the answer. Eon plus the letter B. Eon. Jamie. Bonehead. Bonehead is correct, yes. <laughs> Sat plus the letter M. Tom. Masthead. Masthead is correct. Whatever. <laughs> Ink plus the letter S. Tom. Ooh. Kin's head. Skinhead, 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 skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Jamie. Skinhead. Sorry. You got very excited for that. Jamie, uh, yeah, Jamie's got some good agility, too. In yeah. this game. I've, I've never heard uh, anyone chant the word skinhead with such a lacrity. <laughs> right, makes you want to join. Makes you want to join. <laughs> The next word is late, plus the letter M. Jamie. Metalhead. Metalhead is correct. They're nicer than skinhead. (laughs) (laughs) Every answer tells a story, doesn't it, Jamie? (laughs) Okay. This one is a proper noun. Domain plus D. Tom. Diamond head. That is correct. Yeah. Diamond head. Whoa. All right. So I was nowhere near that. So I guess I'm the idiot. This game is too easy, obviously. <laughs> I think it's a little easy for them. They're, they're much better than you. So. <laughs> I don't see that anywhere in the script. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's change the rules up a bit. The answer words are now going to follow the word head in familiar phrases like headstrong. So all the answers from now on will begin with the word head, okay? Okay. Din plus the letter W. Tom. Headwind. Headwind is correct. Nice. Same plus the letter G. Ooh, maybe he forgot. Uh, Can I go? 
Head games. Those were head games, yes. <laughs> Thanks for the clue. Tom is our winner. Jamie. You are an unbelievable contestant. I would have you on stage all the time. How about a hand for Jamie being tons of fun? Congratulations, Tom. You'll be moving on to our final Ask Me One More at the end of the show. Next up on Ask Me Another, we have our two new contestants, Scott Schwartz and Julianne Smolensky. <laughs> Julianne, I want to talk to you about this. You, uh, you're a little famous. Oh, thank you. <laughs> People in the audience know? Can you, those are my friends. They, oh, they don't friends. count at all. Oh, uh, do you know what I'm actually talking about when I just say that uh, to Yeah, you? I think I do in the NPR world. Yes. Yeah. I had a little bit of a beef with Will Shorts over a who crossword is puzzle. York, who is the New York Times Who crossword? is the New York Times crossword puzzle editor uh, over a uh, clue about some hip-hop slang? The word was illin, and I disagreed with his definition of it, but... So. And what happened in the end? Um, one of the Beastie Boys went on the Colbert Report and sided with me, so I think I win. <laughs> I think when you have a Beastie Boy on your yeah, side, so. that's a clear yeah. win. All right, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Scott Schwartz, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Or is it possible that through my research I found out that you were once on a reality dating show named Cupid? We don't speak of such things anymore. <laughs> so, such topics are verboten. How'd it go? Not so good. No? Well, me personally, I I was eliminated fairly early on, but it wasn't that big a deal because in New York, nobody saw it because it got pushed to two in the morning because of Yankee games, so (laughs) thank heavens for small favors. What were the other contestants like? Were they cool people? They actually were. Oh, that's cool. In fact, it was a disappointment because there was no drama to be had, and we all didn't particularly like the girl on the show. (laughs) So (laughs) the winners were really the losers on that show. All the guys got along. They're like, do you guys just want to hang out? As soon as we got off, we'd all be like, whew, <laughs> dodged a bullet. Okay, well, you're going to fit in around here. This is a great game that we're calling Small Screen Test. Mm, you're intrigued. Here's how it works. So I'm going to give you titles of various episodes of a television show, and you have to name what the show is. For example, if I gave the titles, Art, uh, Ricky Loses His Temper, Ethel's Birthday, the Ricardos change apartments. You would say? Oh, Lucy. I would say, <laughs> I love Lucy. I love Lucy is correct. Exactly. So, contestants, as soon as you know the answer, buzz in, because this is a game about who can hit the bell first. And, of course, you only get one guess per clue. So if you get it wrong, your opponent has the chance to hear another clue and then get it right. And, of course, the contestant that has the most answers correct moves on to our final Ask Me One More round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Okay, here we go. Moaning Lisa. I think that was Julian. The Simpsons. Correct. The Simpsons, correct, yes. <laughs> Showmance. Acafellas. Sectionals. Glee. That is right, Scott. That is Glee. Please don't tell anyone that I knew that. (laughs) No problem. It's just on national radio. Um, Here's your next clue. Who are you? Viva Las Vegas. What's eating Gilbert Grissom? CSI. CSI is correct. (laughs) 
Digger's daughter. Things ain't going too good at South Fork. Scott. Dallas. Dallas is correct. <laughs> Fist pump, push-ups, chapstick. Whoa, that was quick fire. I, I, I think it was Julianne. Right? Julianne? Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. <laughs> now we know what you watch. Zen or the skill to catch a killer? Drive with a dead girl. Cooper's dreams? Julianne? Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks is correct. All right. Well, here we're all tied up. We're all tied up? Yep. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, this is the final question. It's kind of like a tiebreaker. I know, you look tense. Uh, hands are bit. poised. A little bit. You're looking good, people, both of you. Here you go. They shoot single people, don't they? Sex in the city. <laughs> I am so, so, so sorry. Julia, oh, you're sorry. I'm just pleased that I didn't know. I know, Scott's actually like, I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. (laughs) Scott wins Pride, and Julianne wins this round. She'll be moving on to our final Ask Me One More at the end of the show. Thank you guys so much. Okay, we've reached the part of our show where I'm going to let you in on who our mystery guest is. Here's what we know about him so far. He went from being a cheesemonger to an apocalyptic prophet, and he's been on a show that's on daily. He is, of course, the all-knowing, all-seeing John Hodgman. You're listening to NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and coming up, we'll find out how much this know-it-all really knows. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR show for those of us who speak puzzle. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is this week's mystery guest, John Hodgman. How do you do? Welcome to Ask Me Another. So, you know, we teased this idea that you have all these jobs. You're a Renaissance man, the cheesemonger. We talked about traffic counter. I was a traffic counter in New Haven, Connecticut home of an accredited institution that I attended for four years. <laughs> and uh, it was an insane job. I only had it for a month. And standing out from 7 to 9 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, different intersections on the streets of New Haven, and I would count how many cars went straight, how many cars turned right. If there was another turn, I would count that one. As, I'd count all the turns, obviously. <laughs> I was a professional. Of course you were. Obviously, you've done uh, incredible things. Nothing, uh, nothing that compares to traffic. True, true enough. You were a literary agent? I did my imitation of literary agenting. <laughs> it was my first job. When I came to New York City, I wanted to write very sincere short stories, and I was wise enough to know that no one would ever buy such a thing. So I decided to work in publishing. Yeah. And I did that for a while, largely trying to avoid actually having to write. <laughs> and then I wrote a book of fake trivia. Right. All the areas of my expertise. And then you wrote two more books of fake trivia. That's true. Com- and that's all I will ever write. And <laughs> all books should be trilogies. I mean, I think we all agree on that. <laughs> I, no, I wrote the first book of the areas of my expertise, you know, which was a book of lists 
much in the style of the Book of Lists, which I had loved when I was a kid, which is a book of fascinating, true historical trivia, except in my book, instead of like the nine U.S. presidents who smoked cigars, it would be the nine U.S. presidents who had hooks for hands. <laughs> right. You know? I mean, like, you know, Thomas Jefferson designed his own hook because he was an inventor, and no one knew that FDR had a hook for a hand because it was shaped like a wheelchair. <laughs> It's so amazing that, you know, the guy had a hook for a hand and no one noticed because they would only film him from the wrist up. They hit it so well. But it was my dream to write more books of fake trivia and ideally to write a trilogy. But I didn't know that fate would allow me to do it. And the thing that changed was that I went on The Daily Show to promote the first book and suddenly people started buying that book. And that's when my publisher said, okay, we'll let you do two more. And I said, good. And that's what I did. And somewhere in between that two, obviously, you were cast in a very famous Macintosh ad campaign. Yes, in which I played the personal computer. Uh, and those were obviously really fun. I think everyone looked forward to seeing them because was, it was such a Now, funny... see, you can hear the murmur of people going, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> people used to come up to me all the time and go, oh, personal computer. <laughs> Print out this document for me. Well, did they think you knew things? Would they be like, let me ask you a question about PCs. Would they ever actually blur People the People would be very excited when they saw me using an iPhone. <laughs> they did not know that I had used Apple products since, you know, I was a child and liked them very much, right? Right. But it's all over now. So they don't recognize me as much because the commercials are over and I wear a mustache now. Yes, I know. So, and people don't know what to make of that. They just avert their eyes. So your final book in the trilogy, That Is All. Yes, it is called That Is All. And I was really like trying to figure out how I could justify ending even a, a fictitious book of complete world knowledge because knowledge will never be complete so long as there is a world. Right, there's always going to be more world. Luckily, we don't have to worry about that for much longer <laughs> because I realized my book would come out in 2012. And if you know, that's uh, from the Mayan long count calendar. That's when the world ends in fire, flood, and famine, leaving only John Cusack alive. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second, because throughout your books, you talk about someone on our show called Jonathan Colton. Oh, yes. Yeah? My old friend, Jonathan Colton. <laughs> and also went to the same accredited university as I did in New Haven, Connecticut. And I've he known was him feral? Since... Yes. I discovered him in the, in the woods outside of <laughs> New Haven. And he's playing a very rudimentary guitar in the woods, but he didn't call it a guitar. He called it a... Bang. <laughs> Jonathan Colton, despite the fact that he looks like Grizzly Adams, is actually a completely civilized person. And one of my dearest and oldest friends. And in the end of That Is All, you do mention that he is the only person that will know what happened during the apocalypse. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I think it's possible that the world might not end what? on December 21st, 2012. I know it's crazy, but it's possible <laughs> that the world is not going to perish. I have laid out my predictions for how it is going to end, but I suppose it's possible that I could be wrong. And the only one who will have any memory of that terrible alternate timeline will be Jonathan Colton. This, I predict, is true. <laughs> well, you know, talking about the apocalypse, that's sort of a bit of a hint as to what kind of trivia game we would like to play with you. Are you ready to take on and ask me another trivia challenge? Yes, but please, celebrity trivia only, please. <laughs> Your wish is my command. I don't want any of the hard questions that I heard backstage. <laughs> I want the nice softballs that I enjoy. I think we might be able to arrange something you'll be comfortable Very with. Very well. Let's give a hand to John Hodgman, oh, everybody. Thank you so much. 
and you will take your place behind said podium. Oh. I have to stand up? Yeah, you got to go to a bell. Will I be playing against anyone? Here's the thing, John. We wanted what? to have someone play against you. Oh, dear. But no one was willing to go against your encyclopedic that's knowledge. Abs- that's absurd. Well, we, you know what? We found I- someone in the audience that you were going to play for. So we found Christian Harrington Cologne. Christian Harrington Cologne. That is his name. Clap it up for him. Where is he? I thought that was my new fragrance brand. So depending on how well, you Mr. do... Well, Mr. Cologne, I, sh- I hope I shall do you well. Yeah, depending on how you do, he will just get a prize. Okay. So let me ask you this, John. As a know-it-all, do you know the word eschatology? Yes. Okay. It is? The study of the endings of things. Correct. Very slightly similar to scatology. <laughs> Loosely based. Slightly related. So we're going to test uh, how much you know about our future demise, and I'm going to pass it along to your frequent partner in crime, Jonathan Colton. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right, John. At last you shall have your revenge, that's eh? Right. Finally, the student has become the quiz master. Go on. Uh, As we all know, sometime in 2012, a giant planet will either crash into the Earth or yank the Earth off its axis. Either way, a bad time for all of us. What is the name of that planet? Is it Nibiru? It is. (laughs) In chapter 10 of the book of Revelation... Oh, no. The prophet John tells of being visited by a mighty angel who has a rainbow on his head and a face like the sun. This angel gives John a little book or scroll. What does John do with it? (laughs) Yes, a tentative ding. Does he read it? (laughs) He eats it. Yeah. I was going to say he eats it. That would have been the greatest wild guess of all time. That is the right answer. And the thing is, he eats it because he is high as a kite, probably. (laughs) You're speaking of St. John of Patmos. I just want to say, so you know that I know what I'm talking about. I know. You know what you're talking about. I did not know that he eats it. Remember, celebrity trivia questions only, please. Sure. No, these are all softballs. All right. (laughs) Especially this one. In Zoroastrianism... Crash O'Coretti is the final renovation of the universe when evil will be destroyed and everything else will be in perfect unity with the ultimate creator. What is that creator's name, which is also the name of a Japanese auto company? Zoom, zoom. What? Mazda? Mazda is correct. Ahura Mazda, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In order to prevent the events of the Norse end of days known as Ragnarok, the gods chained Loki to three stones using the entrails of his son, Narfi. They also drip poisonous venom on his face. Doesn't seem necessary. (laughs) And according to the Norse, Loki's painful convulsions are the cause behind what? Earthquakes. That's correct.
Uh, alas, Ragnarok is still fated to happen. At that time, what will happen to Odin, the all-father of the gods? Oh, this is something I should know. <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I know that all of the gods will die in Ragnarok, sure. so Obviously. he will die? He will die, yes. Okay, and what else? More specifically, he will be swallowed whole by the wolf Fenrir. Oh, Fenrir the wolf, of course, the yeah. namesake of the Harry Potter character. Yes, totally. of course. Oh, Fenrir. A bunch of women just fell asleep, by the way, in the audience. <laughs> I've seen it a million times. <laughs> you ready? I suppose so. This is your final question. This is my end times question? In the Marvel Comics universe... Oh, uh, okay. Now I'm back on track. Without the brave efforts of the Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer, a giant purple and blue alien with a pointy hat would have devoured the Earth, much like the many other planets he has eaten around the universe. What is this alien's name? Galactus. Yeah! You have done it, John Hodgman. You have saved the world. And you have also given a perfume creator a dream. His dream come true. He, first of all... Congratulations. Christian Harrington Cologne will receive a copy of John Hodgman's book, That Is All. That is true. A signed copy, I believe. I shall sign it. Yes. To him. We're upping it. Yes. And you, of course, get a -a one-of-a-kind limited edition, End of the World, NPR, Ask Me Another, Rubik's Cube. Thank you very much. One more hand for John Hodgman, everybody. The Geek Jock Convergence is the end of the Shakes hands with the first baseman Smiling at the cosplaying girl With the Red Sox dice bag The wide receivers sit and read and think The actuaries dance and sing and drink The unprotected pockets fill with ink So we're headed underground The geek jock convergence is the end of Colton. All right, everybody. This is what we've all been waiting for. Our Ask Me One More final round. Our final elimination round will determine the grand champion of this week's Ask Me Another. Let's bring back the winners from all of our previous rounds from Bingo Tony Hightower. From Breakfast Cereal Haiku, Carla DeVries. On with their heads, Tom Kelso. And small screen test, Julianne Smolensky. So in honor of our mystery guest, John Hodgman, our final round is called I'm a PC. Noah, take it away. Thank you, Ophira. This game is simple, though perhaps deceptively so. We are looking for common phrases and people with the initials PC. For example, if we said, according to Lay's, no one can eat just one, the answer is potato chip. 
Now, you'll have only a few seconds to give us an answer. We're playing this spelling bee style. If you get it wrong and anyone else gets it right, you are out, and we play until there is one person left standing, and they are the winner. All right, players, are we ready? Here we go. We start with Tony. He's been romantically linked to both Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. It's Prince Charming, isn't it? That is correct. (laughs) Carla, unlike a bar graph, it's a round way to depict numerical information. A pie chart. Pie chart is right. (laughs) Tom, In 1961, John F. Kennedy created this volunteer organization. Peace Corps. Peace Corps. (laughs) Julianne, he was the drummer and lead singer for the band Genesis. Uh, Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Back to Tony. You'll hear it in your daily weather reports during allergy season. Pollen count? Pollen count it is. Carla, under the Constitution, the police need it to search your house for evidence of a crime. A couple more seconds. Uh. Okay, Carla. Time is up. All right, Tom, same one. Under the Constitution, the police need it to search your house for evidence of a crime. Probable cause. Probable cause is right. Thank you to Carla. Thank you, Carla. And we continue. Julianne. It's when you go from bar to bar having one drink at every stop. A pub crawl. Pub crawl. (laughs) She's proud of that, okay. Tony, he's a French post-impressionist painter famous for painting apples. Pierre Cardin, I don't know. No? (laughs) But that that would have been interesting. Okay, Tony, step aside. Let's see if Tom knows this. He's a French post-impressionist painter famous for painting apples. Paul Cezanne. Paul Cezanne is right. Let's hear it for Tony. Okay, Julianne, we are down to two. In the 18th century, the British wanted to use Botany Bay in Australia as one of these. Port of Call? No. All right, we go to Tom. Tom, if you get this one right, you are the winner. In the 18th century, the British wanted to use Botany Bay in Australia as one of these. Penal colony. <laughs> Penal colony is correct. Let's hear it for Tom, folks. Tom Kelso is our winner. And let's hear it for Julianne, our runner-up. Julianne. Tom Kelso, we have an unbelievable grand prize for you that has been provided from our mystery guest. He will give you, via Skype, a personal judgment as Judge John Hodgman, you can come to him with any conflict, gripe, problem that you're having, and he will sit with you and give you a personal judgment. And let's give him another hand, our grand prize winner tonight. Well, that's it for Ask Me Another, but it doesn't have to end here. No, you can find us in a bunch of games we didn't get to play on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. Other puzzle czars have been Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Mark Thug. And Noah Tarno. Whoa, no rant. The man behind the music is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolt the Cannon. 
Additional puzzle writing contributed by John Chinesky. Oh, heck, ninjas. David Levinson-Wilk. Invalid kind vowels. And Sean Kennedy. Swanky Hendon. Our audio engineer is Paul Ruess. Us true pal. Our house sound engineer is David Hurtkin. Ugh, trend diva. With production help from Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Light. James Ramsey. Mama's Jersey. And Zach Mellert. Call me Hertz. Asking another supervising producer is Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Our executive producer is Eric Newsom. Curium Zen. We'd like to thank the Bell House here in Brooklyn, New York. Hot Heel Blues. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR.